What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Twisted Sisters Pod. Welcome back. Yes. What's have- up? Yeah, what's up? We have another special <laughs> guest today. Um, Huddy's back for part two of our Femme Fatale series. So welcome back. Yeah. Hi, thanks Yay. for having me. Yeah, so um, hopefully we don't get kicked off of Zoom. Some storms going on outside, so fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. But I guess we can just go ahead and get started. Sure. Yeah, so we're talking about Black Swan today. It was released in 2010, starring Natalie Portman, Mila Kunis, Kunes. However you want to say it. I think it's Kunes, though. Um, mm-hmm. Vincent Cassell. Great movie. Um, I feel like I will be doing a disservice to the movie by trying to explain what's it about what it's about. So um just pause this, go watch it, come back. We'll be here. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys back now? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you guys want to just jump right into our initial reactions of the film or the Yeah. You should go first. Well, this movie, I really enjoyed it a lot. It was very strange and a little unsettling for me personally at -hmm. certain points. But I feel like Natalie Portman's performance was just so well done. And there's so many layers throughout the movie. It really caused me to think about it a lot. And I enjoy movies where it gives you like that substance of a plot to where it's just like not like, oh, I watched it. It's over with. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about it, even though I watched it like three days ago at this point. And I don't feel like if I would have seen this in 2010 that I would have enjoyed it. But now <laughs> watching it as an adult, I did really like it a lot. Yeah. What do you guys not. think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably would have been too scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, This is my second time watching it and it hit even harder because I was actually paying attention and I caught up on just a lot more aspects that I missed the first time. And just, it was really just little stuff that you could easily miss, but I was like, wow, this is really important to who we're dealing with. So, I mean, I love this movie though. I think it's probably my second favorite movie of all time, even though I've only watched it twice. Mm. I know, right? Nice. It says a lot, but I really enjoy this movie. It is a bit of a mind fuck, but it's, I like a movie that makes you think a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is also my second time watching the movie. And like Chelsea said, I'm, I saw so much more this time around, like that if you, when you know how it ends, it's easier to look out for certain things when you Mm -hmm. rewatch it. I definitely liked it even more this time around. And like also Michaela said, if I had seen this in 2010, I would not have liked it. I first saw it two years ago. I remember the trailers when I was a kid coming on TV and I'd Mm -hmm. be like, Ooh, (laughs) scary mm-hmm. <laughs> had no clue what it was about so it was interesting i didn't know when i first saw it i was surprised that that's what it was about mm-hmm. yeah and i think it was pretty well received when it came out except for the mm-hmm. sex scene i know a lot of people critiqued mm-hmm. that part of the movie which i don't think it was that bad personally but i guess for 2010 maybe it was a little bit racy so which scene was it the sex scene with um oh. nina and lily Hey, do you know why they criticized it? I think because it was two women. Oh. Sounds about right. So was it the lesbians criticizing it or was it the straight people? Because I didn't I myself didn't see much of a problem like in a problematic sense with it. 
Mm-hmm. They definitely did come out of nowhere. You think so? Well, I mean, I did the little bit of flirting, what we thought were there. Well, people, they paused and they came back after they watched the film, so I can say spoilers. But, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> obviously, like, when there was a touching around in the car, I was like, okay, I can see this coming. But, like, I did not think it was going to be like that, you know? Like, they, she ate her out. Mm-hmm. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> like, on camera in 2010. Well, you know, now I'm thinking about Chelsea. That makes sense why people, this was someone getting eaten out in a big TV <laughs> or movie in 2010. That's yeah. what mm-hmm. makes sense now that I say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But while we're talking about this scene in particular, me and Michaela, or Michaela and I were going back and forth about this. <laughs> I am, I believe it was real. I think it happened. What do you think? I don't think it happened, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Like, I mean, I'll talk about it more when I talk about, like, my theory about the stages of adolescence. But so there were a lot of different things in this movie that made me think that Nina, she was just more, like, um, what's the word, repressed. So every time we see her trying to masturbate, right, it it ends in a in an abrupt way mm-hmm. and like the tipping point for me was when she went out to the bar with her I do believe that part was real and I do think it happened but I don't think that Lily came home with her I think that was just like her hallucinating her actually hallucinating the sex like I think she was just masturbating and me and Chelsea we We've been going back and forth on it, but like me personally, like even one part in the sex scene, like her face, Lily's face morphs into Nina's face. So that's why I was just like, well, I don't think this is real. We don't see her in any of like the mirror scenes that we see Nina in all the time. And then also I I think it just represents her being able to finally not climax but like her being able to finally masturbate in peace without her damn mom <laughs> everywhere <laughs> and i think that's what the point of that was i don't know like i do think it's interesting that she was thinking about lily as it was happening so i do think there's some like repressed sexuality there too in her possibly being a lesbian but like i don't think that the whole scene was real itself but yeah. because in like you where you mentioned like you know okay so you know how when she at the end of the movie and she's stabbing the girl and her face changes into her face yes. just like in the sex scene and it turns mm-hmm. out she was actually stabbing herself I see like a parallel there so to yeah. me she definitely wasn't there and also something I noticed the second time around is when she comes home the mom never acknowledges that Lily is there Mm-hmm. I don't think she would have done that whole maybe she would because we don't know how crazy this woman really is. That's but what I said. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I feel like she may have she may have acknowledged that Lily was there, you know, been like, hey, tell your friend to go home or something before she did this whole thing. That's and, exactly what I said. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't think it was real. It would have been great if it was real. <laughs> but <Right? Yeah. laughs> like that could have been cool, but I don't know. I just don't um... think that one was real. I got to go against the grain here because just for that <laughs> specific point, 
whenever Lily first came to um, Nina's house, her mom and her, we don't really see them talk at all, but we know, you know, she closed the door, whatever. And Nina was like, who was that, blah, blah, blah. We move forward to Nina leaving the house, right? But the mom still doesn't really say anything to Lily. That's why I'm just like, I don't think it's that strange that the mom wouldn't acknowledge her. Cause I could just picture myself coming home in a state like that. And my mom not saying literally a word to whoever I'm with. Like, it's just, mm. I'm the issue here. So she's not going to worry about whoever's behind me, but I do. It's like, I'm on the fence because I know we only see Lily in the reflections when she's walking into the house. And we only really see her behind Nina when she's arguing with her mom, but it goes with my point later, but I feel like it could have been real and it could have easily just been the situation where Lily is just gaslighting Nina. Like, girl, I was not at your house yesterday. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like just that type of situation just to make it easier for her to get that role of the black swan. So I understand, like in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it probably wasn't real, but part of me is just like, well, it's not that far-fetched for it to be real, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not that far-fetched, but it's just, it just wasn't real, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. If you, if you take all the other incidences in the movie, it just doesn't, it doesn't line up. Not that it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense to happen, but it doesn't line up given what we know about the rest of the movie. But I respect you going against the grain. I appreciate that. That's so, good. yeah. do y'all think <laughs> that all of the other sex scenes that we saw in the movie were real? Or yes. they're not real. Uh, I mean, not the one with the the black swan when when he's fucking Mila Kunis's character. And yeah, I didn't think that, that was real either. But those like kind of like partial hookup scenes with the head guy were totally real. And I have some thoughts on this because the the head ballerina. Why not? Forgive me for forgetting some names. I only remember them by the actresses. But her name's Beth. Beth. Thank you, yeah. Beth. When she came up to ask her about what did you do to get the role, and she was like, "Well, not all of us have to do something." But then the rest of the movie is finding out. It's it reminds me of an allegory for womanhood, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people think that anti-feminists are like, "No, we don't all have to engage in this stuff." What you guys are saying is run. Like we all have a choice. But then at the end of the day, they realize they don't have a choice, do they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I'll just say I think they all were real sex scenes. <laughs> I'll just go with that. Um, but I wanted to know more about Beth. I do because mm -hmm. she she clearly has a checkered past as well, right? I would imagine because right. he. I feel like he probably chooses the most damaged women to manipulate, right? Damaged and yeah. power. But I don't think he's going to really choose Mila Kunis' character because, you know, she, she, he don't like keep propping her up just to keep the other girl going. Like, he's not going to choose someone who's not going to let them treat them or not let him treat them like shit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why I feel like the sex scene between uh, Tomas and Lily wasn't real, too, just because, like, Nina is getting to that state of where she's just looking for a reason to. Mm -hmm see this girl as competition and she's out to steal her role so that's why i was just like mm, that's not real like it can't be but also like you said honey i think that 
the um, he's not going to choose somebody like her because she already embodies those characteristics of the black swan too. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like with her, like her and Nina, they have both far-fetched qualities of both parts of the role, but neither one of them had both of them until, I mean, obviously Nina transformed into the black swan, like toward as the movie goes on. But like, Lily, she just never had that the white swan uh, quality. So that's why I was just like, I don't really see her being somebody who's like wanting to steal this role from her specifically. Like, if anybody, it would have been that other girl. I don't even remember her name. Mm -hmm. The one that got the role taken from her. (laughs) 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 That's why I was like, who is this? Like, why was this part such a big point in the first part of the movie and then we never really seen her again after that unless i missed something because i was working when i watched it too but did she ever show back up after that she was i think in just background scenes yeah Hmm. like like the other dancers i don't remember having any talking role after that yeah that's interesting that they did it that way yeah that was kind of a throwaway character Mm -hmm. if she was so good you think she wouldn't be so easily replaceable Mm-hmm. right yeah hmm. so what else did y'all pick up on in the movie outside of the sex scenes like just what type of themes did you see <laughs> um well i picked up on nina's childlike nature and her relationship with her mother so this is one of the things that i noticed like right off the bat like we're seeing her in her bedroom and it looks like it hasn't been touched since she was like a little kid i was like if you're supposed to be like in your late 20s, like this bed reminds me of like a five-year-old girl, like with all the pink everywhere. And then I think, didn't she like wake up from a nightmare and like tell her mom like, oh, I had a bad dream or something like that too in the beginning? Mm, like, I, wasn't it? I believe it. That adds up with everything. Mm-hmm. And then just like, even with her voice, and just how she would say certain things. Like, I think she even called her mom, mommy at multiple points. Like that's not like completely abnormal for people, but I just thought it was interesting. And she just feels like very stunted maturity wise. Like she doesn't really have a life outside of her mom and ballet. So, and I think that we also seen like with her mother, like, even though she coddled her, I still feel like she, like, lived through her in mm-hmm. a sense because she was a failed uh, ballet dancer, too. And um, I think that, let me see. I think that even though as the movie goes on, we obviously see there could be, like, some sort of mental illness going on there. But, like, I feel like it might have been, like, something pre-existing too and that could be the reason why her mom was so overly protective of her as well um in attempt to like just keep her like sheltered and knowing like what she can actually handle because I think with the whole her picking at her back and all that stuff and um I just felt like their relationship was a little weird like it just felt like I don't know. It just felt pretty strange to me. Mm-hmm. 
I think her mom keeps her so isolated that it's hard for like that's what you I mean that's what I know a lot in is that she has a really hard time maintaining a real kind of like candor or like relationship with anybody where it's not mm-hmm. just like kind of cowering at anything yeah. you know and I feel like that is part of her mom the design that her mom is trying to create here you mm-hmm. know like keep her tethered to mama no you know you can't if she builds this stuff, just like we saw with her thing with Mila Kunis's character, as soon as mm-hmm. she builds a relationship with someone else, the cards fall down, you know? Right. So, yeah, that was, that was very strange to me. It, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to skip through those scenes because they made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I watched mm-hmm. them. And yeah. also thinking of, oh, go ahead, Chelsea. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Just thinking of the themes of OCD in the movie, like the scratching on the back mm-hmm. and sort of collecting the things from the woman and laying them out like in an order every day. And I was like, that's, that's, I feel like, supposed to represent something, some type of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of wonder, though, if maybe something happened with Nina when she was a child and that's why her mom kind of not forced her per se but it's just a lot more helicoptery I guess like maybe something very traumatic happened to Nina when she was younger mm-hmm. and now her mom just like I can't let you do anything because something like this could happen again you know or if her mom was just like that from birth because I feel I like maybe something her mom like something she mm-hmm. Her mom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah because you know look, I just knowing like how bad it was in 2010 I'm assuming that's what the year, year this takes place like mm-hmm. how bad it was for ballerinas then with this like crazy boss kissing you and doing shit like for her mom when, when I don't know 80s 90s it probably was even worse and like mm. there was I mean so much sexual abuse against like professional young professional dancers back then I feel like stuff's probably happened to her mom to where that's why she and she she mentioned something about like you know when she's asking her like have you has he come on you and all that right. shit. i don't want what happened to mm-hmm. me to happen to you and her i'm assuming she's partially talking about the baby the pregnancy but that made me wonder like what who's first of all who is nina's dad mm-hmm. like, right. i want to be like some like tomas or just some other random guy or i don't know i just this had me thinking yeah because mm-hmm. her father was never mentioned in the movie yeah, yeah. that seemed like kind of out of place you yeah. know, no mention of father at all. Right. Because normally, you know, if you meet a mom like that, it's kind of crazy. They blame it all on the dad leaving them. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's always yeah. not it. Often, that's what you see. So, I thought <laughs> it was kind of strange that they brought up the dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, so the filmmakers of this movie never confirmed what mental illness Nina had, but psychologists watched it and some speculate that she had OCD. Some say she was schizophrenic. Some say it was both. Mm-hmm. So it's really up to the viewer, whatever you think she has. I'm not going to guess because I'm not a professional, but just more on that part yeah. of it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, I... I- I think she was schizophrenic is my thing because Mm -hmm. I think she was going through psychosis like Mm -hmm. schizophrenia is more one of those things where it's like this is chronic it's gonna happen forever you know medication might fix it but like she's definitely going through like stress induced psychosis which can happen with so many like just depression OCD whatever that could happen but all I'll say is I don't think it was schizophrenia okay Michaela would you guys I don't really know too much about like schizophrenia in general, so I can't really say, but I do see those qualities of OCD, like you said, 
And I do agree about the psychosis though, because like it got generally worse as the movie and the stress levels mm-hmm. continue to increase. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see the OCD with like that needs to be perfect, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah. mm-hmm. the like um bulimia, she kept trying to make herself throw up. Oh yeah. Too, yeah. And that also probably that's what I was thinking in the beginning, like that she's so and stressed all the time because she's not eating we never really see her eat Mm -hmm. like she's so skinny like that does a number on your body for sure so i Mm -hmm. it makes sense that she was so on edge all the fucking time yeah Yep. even the scene with the cake too and her mom Mm -hmm. was trying to get her to have some of it and she was just like no i need to i don't know exactly what she said but i just thought that was like another thing even her mom's reaction to but another thing that i kind of up on i didn't want to ask you both if you've seen this but like it kind of felt to me as the movie progressed we seen nina go through like the stages of like life and adolescence did you all pick up I on saw that at all you believe you said the stage earlier yeah. i was like oh that was totally it mm-hmm so when we see her at the beginning, you know, she displays the innocent childlike behaviors that immediately qualify her for the white swan. However, when she is repeatedly reminded by her dance instructor that she doesn't possess the qualities of the black swan, he kind of like sexually harasses her on occasion and even tells her that she needs to go home and touch herself. I think he even said that, right? Didn't he? Uh-huh. Um and to loosen up and lean into that the qualities of the black swan and we see her go home and begin to masturbate and as soon as she really gets into it she glances over and hallucinates that her mom is sitting right there in the corner uh, um, by her bed and that to me it read like a sort of like a childhood fear that like a a young person is learning about their body and their sexuality and then they get caught by their parents and then we see as she continues to like kind of like lose her sanity in a way and she begin uh, excuse me she begins to become involved with lily she falls into that like teenage rebellion stage because her and her mom are in the middle of having that argument and then lily comes to the door and immediately nina's just like well who was there you didn't tell me like so she goes out and she immediately decides to leave with <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. She decides to leave with Lily after her mom is just like, no, you need to get back in the house and not go anywhere. So it's just kind of like that form of like rebellion of her deciding to go against her mom's wishes for her and leave. What? So you don't think her mom was in the room with her during that masturbation scene? Because I feel like her mom was there. You don't think so? I don't think so. I feel like she might have imagined that, but I don't know. I'll let you. That's continue. just how I interpret it. I thought she but, was because um, her mom was sleeping really? in her room at one point because she was scratching herself. But I could also mm-hmm. be misreading what happened in the movie. Well, I mean, kind of like either way. Yeah, I was just it, it's just still yeah. I don't know. When I watched it, I kind of thought she was just imagining it though, but. Mm. Hmm. but yeah that uh her going to the club and going out was kind of just like another act of defiance and then once um 
she comes home and it just kind of reminds me of like how a teenager would react to their mom being mad at them for staying out late when she storms into her room and everything like that too. And then the final thing, I still kind of feel like she didn't really get to like the end of like adulthood or whatever, but like when her mom tried to get her from, tried to stop her from going to her final rehearsal or whatever. And she was like, Oh, I'm moving out. Like that kind of like took me to, Oh, you're kind of moving out of this childlike state and trying to think for yourself. So Mm -hmm. I just thought those themes were interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. I feel so bad. I'm sad for her that she couldn't reach adulthood in this scenario. I mean, maybe she lives, Mm -hmm. but I still feel like she's dead. Yeah, Yeah, me too. I'd say she's dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I really picked up on is just the price of perfection and how exactly, yeah. Sometimes, especially for people in a field like that, where it's more so creative, you just have to sacrifice a part of yourself that you normally wouldn't do to achieve your dreams, and it's just it just shows you that even when you get what you want, you're not gonna stop reaching for more, and so you just kind of. You become a person that you don't really want to become. I think we really see that in this movie anyway, but sometimes the ultimate sacrifice is the death of who you once were to become whatever this, whatever you want to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a good point, but I feel like it's also, that could be like the overarching thing for like the audience. But Nina said in the beginning that she wanted to be perfect and then she got that like yes she pushed herself to an ultimate untimely death because she wanted perfection but like that ending of her being like oh I felt it it was perfect that made me think like oh well you you kind of know where you're going to end up like she knew that even though she was dying, she still felt like she was able to achieve that one thing that she wanted. I don't know if that makes sense, but I mean, it that's does. Kind of how I viewed it, yeah. There was still that ultimate conflict within her throughout the whole movie. It was just like a good angel versus bad angel. She had to kill off the good angel, I guess, to really become that idea of perfection that she wanted. Because, like you said earlier, she didn't possess the qualities of the black swan. She had to do a number of things that she I'm not saying she didn't or did want to do but things that she normally wouldn't do to become the black swan and like you said she died so it was really the killing of herself that made her that perfect thing and then that's it you know Mm -hmm. because the Nina we start out with is not the Nina that we end up with by any means yeah sucks for Nina it does yeah that's rough there's a lot of outside forces at play mm-hmm. you know it's just mom wants perfection the head ballet thomas guy wants perfection like the perfection society expects out of women mm-hmm. i mean she's got a lot of knives coming at her from different angles no wonder she went crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely and i don't like thomas I don't like that guy. No. I don't I don't like the idea that you have to 
be not even sexually liberated, but just you have to be in tune with that part of yourself to be able to possess the qualities of a black swan, you know? Like, I don't think he should have been pushing her like, oh, go home and touch yourself. Like, you should be seducing me. I shouldn't be seducing you. Like, why does that have to be like that? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have yeah, cast her. Yeah, what does that say about the idea of sex and purity and all of that if the white swan can't also have a good time and the, or the black swan can't, doesn't have, like, what the black swan doesn't want us to do somebody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that says a lot about how obviously he's a misogynist. I mean, we don't have to argue mm-hmm. that one, but <laughs> like how he views women and, and all that. That's, yeah, I don't like that idea either, Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, because who are we to judge somebody else's virtue? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Plus, she said she had boyfriends anyway, so I just thought that was weird and unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Did you guys watch any, like, YouTube explainer videos on this movie? No. I was on Reddit for a little bit, but... Yeah. I know there's got to be some good ones out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did mostly read it, and then I saw like a few articles out there that explain, excuse me, the the ending, and then um, just like the scene with uh, Nina and Lily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you do y'all think that the scene where they're on stage performing and Lily is like laughing with the prince, and she like inappropriately touches him do y'all think that was real uh, i don't know i didn't hmm. i didn't even question that one yet i don't know i don't yeah. have a to think it was or it wasn't you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it ultimately it did further her like anger a little bit but at the same time it's like it, 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 it was a little more inconsequential it did further some things but you know uh, I don't know. I don't have a dog in this race. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think about that one too much, but I could still argue it being more of like in Nina's head Mm -hmm. just because how she just is seeing Lily as competition and somebody who's Mm -hmm. out to get her. So she's seeing Lily as the type of girl that everyone else was seeing her as when she got the role, like the type of girl that will sleep right. her and do whatever to get, to get mm-hmm. a role. But mm-hmm. Lily, it doesn't seem like Lily's like that either. So I think Nina has some internal to work through with how she views women. Maybe that's who <laughs> she wants to, I don't know, but mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. she's definitely projecting a lot of inner fears onto the people around her. I, I, I think her mom probably groomed her to see other women as competition since I think that's how it used to be for a lot of ball- ballerinas and dancers like you kind of mm-hmm. have to view everyone as competition because yeah. she probably did raise her to be treat women like that right I want to talk about Lily for a little bit I don't okay. know I just feel like since we're talking about Finn Patel's I feel like and bear with me because this is not going to make sense I feel like Lily was this movie's femme fatale in like the most obvious sense of the word. Like if you're not looking at it through a deeper lens, like Lily is, we're not going to call her evil, but she's just, she's the opposing factor that's making Nina's life harder, right? Mm -hmm. But 
when you really look at it, is that Sarns? Do you hear that? Oh, I think it is. We'll see. But when you really look at the movie, the real femme fatale is obviously Nina, right? But Lily is Nina's femme fatale, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just like, I'm on Nina's side a little bit. I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> Lily probably would do that to you, you know? Like Lily probably would lie about a lot of things and try to steal your role. But I'm also just like, well, well yeah. I think I was trying to steal a role a little bit with that, especially with the Molly mixing thing. Oh, yeah. Like, mm. Molly in her drink, but she, she saw it from the bathroom. You decided to drink it anyway. I mean, you can't blame it all on her because at some point, you did decide to drink it when you saw that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought uh, was do you interesting. Think, do, you, do you think that Lily also took the drugs, or do you think she said Nina take them? Uh... Mm. I feel like she could have, but I don't think it would have affected Lily the same. She's probably done it several times at this point, and she yeah. probably knows how much to take. Yeah. So I would say yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm thinking maybe not, but I'm op- I'm open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they I took. Think, I didn't really right. think about that. Yeah, they did. I feel like that's definitely something you can get accustomed to and it wouldn't affect you the same after you do it so many times it depends yeah not really for women because it's how it's just how our body metabol or for people with like a a like estrogen in their body mm-hmm. it, that drug metabolizes differently so it, it you could but not i don't think so but for for lily but maybe mm. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but good point. I mean, that goes back to the what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Nina. I'm on your side. Yeah, I'm on your <laughs> side because obviously Lily is ready to drop her like a fly. I mean, she didn't care all that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean about preserve, like being her real friend. So it's like I guess that's it. That's an interesting point because. You think about, like, there are people out there who, who have experienced real, like, you know, maybe a woman was actually mean to them or bullied them or was whatever to them. And so then for the rest of their life, they think, they see, all they read into things and see mm-hmm. other things. You know what I right. mean? You can apply all different situations. But that's, like, a good point in that, like, it partially was real to Nina, but her brain decided to make it this big spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think... You can also argue that based on how Lily reacts when um, Nina does show up to the show and she's like, what? You're supposed to be sick. Like, what are you doing here? You know, it's just like, no. I mean, <laughs> way to cover it up that you yeah, right? like, well, thanks for being happy that I'm not sick. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I, I agree with y'all, but like, I guess it just didn't seem like they were friends like that much to me so it wouldn't be surprising that they like she was out to get her role because ballet doesn't seem like a um what that is that a sport i don't know if okay it doesn't really seem like a sport where there's like friends in the game yeah so i can kind of see yeah Yeah. it's pretty cutthroat and i think 
Toma didn't help with the situation mm -hmm. by like no definitely oh look look at Lily like look how effortless she is like she's just whatever you know she's free mm -hmm. but I uh, I feel like a lot of coaches are and it grosses out like yeah like you should I get in a way the competition can make some people better but mm -hmm. just improving your teammates and and teammate bonding and sportsmanship I think goes a long way to achieving overall perfection in, mm -hmm. in a group. There should be a better way for sure to motivate your team and not pit them mm -hmm. against each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, I think I just like Mila Kunis. I'm just like, I don't think she was being like that mean to her, you know? Like, she wasn't. You don't think so I either? I don't think so. No. I, I think that you, like you said, I think this is normal for ballet. She just like, she just took it way too far in her head. Mina did. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I like it. I think that's just the bottom line in ballet. Like, yeah, you can't be too close to somebody because anyone can take your spot anytime, and then you've got your feelings hurt. You know, maybe True. you want to be friends with ballet from other dance companies. Definitely. I said maybe like you can only be friends with ballerinas from other dance companies. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like with the inside of it, I if I was one, I'd want to be friends with people. But it does right. That's just the nature of the beast. And one question I want to pose to you guys is I, at the beginning of the movie, she said something about how no one watches ballet anymore. And when she said that, I was like, damn, this is 13 years later. And I feel like even less people go watch the ballet now. I would never buy tickets to see a ballet unless I knew someone in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I would either. <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm not sure if ballet is really accessible. Like, I don't. I've yeah. No. I don't think they would come to at least our city for one. And if they do, no one Wait. knows about it. They have about the Louisville Ballet exists. Mm -hmm. I mean, but like, how do you go see that? You know, I've never heard of it. I think it's at the, yeah, <laughs> for the performing arts. Yeah. But how do you get tickets? Did you see the Nutcracker in high school? <laughs> yeah, I saw the Nutcracker in elementary school for Is that sure. Ballet? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, y'all. When we took those kindergartners, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, we went, those yeah. kindergartners. I don't remember. Yeah, like I remember I mean, us going, I but I don't remember but... it being ballet. But I that's mean, besides how, that, yeah, that you don't even remember it, buddy. Yeah, like that's how bad it is. Like, <laughs> but I watched a show on Netflix about ballet, and it was like a drama. It was really good. It got canceled though. Mm -hmm. What was uh, it? I, think I, I remember Bunheads. If you remember Bunheads on ABC back in the day, mm -mm. I don't remember that one. That one was pretty good. It canceled after one season. See, why does that happen what so day? much? <laughs> I guess for me, it's like going to see the opera. Like I just don't know when. Yeah. Like yeah. how much are tickets? You know, like I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. also don't think I know enough about the the medium to appreciate it you know mm -hmm. me neither i was wondering while i was watching this too i was like is this like her job like are they getting paid to do this i they actually are? googled watching the movie to see like what yeah so they are getting paid and i i googled to like how much new york ballerinas like professional ones get paid because mm -hmm. like this has to be worth somebody the lower range about thirty thousand, higher is like one thirty, but that would be for someone probably kind of like in nina's role i like the the New York ballet, not mm -hmm. just like some dance company. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? So she's probably not getting paid very much. Right. Especially wow. for being in New York. I okay. know. So that makes sense because I think didn't some of the girls in the company like live together, like they were roommates? 
Or did I make that up? I don't remember it, but I don't I, remember. I, like that probably happened. Cause I was like, it doesn't seem like they're making a ton of money if they do get paid for this. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. What'd you guys like, say? If they did. They were making all that money off the tickets. Like that would be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like it, it's expensive. The game. Like what? <laughs> like I feel like it's really expensive to go see the ballet. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I know people get like season tickets, and like it seems like a lot of people that go to that ballet are seems like a lot of them were older, and a lot of them were like people of the art. So mm -hmm. it probably is one of the things where they're paying like a hundred dollars or maybe more yeah. for a ticket, and it's like. I think sometimes in that upper echelon of people, the upper class, like just going saying you did something and you you saw something is like currency in a way. True. Like you mm -hmm. saw the ballet at whatever dance company you have tickets at, and that's like a social currency. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why the ballet see that. for a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think I would enjoy it. It just seems a little too like I don't want to have to put on a ball gown to go watch people dance. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I respect yeah. it as an art for sure. I think I couldn't mm -hmm. do it. I mean, just the way they stand on no their toes is like, wow. Yeah. No. And the way they spend money on the shoes and then bust open the shoes and <sighs> yes. what? Yes. And that they really crazy. hurt their feet too. Like, yeah. I've seen the videos. I'm just like, wow. This is, I mean, it's amazing that you can do this to for your, sure. but. I mean, I guess it's worth it if that's something that you enjoy, but yeah, it just seems very grueling. So, and that definitely seems like a thing that's passed down between mother and daughters, I would say, because I feel like in yeah. every type of movie like this or show I've watched, it's something that, you know, my mom did this and now I'm doing it. And, you know, my yeah. mom mm -hmm. was in this top ballet program of the country, blah, 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 blah. So now I want to do it. You know, it's that. There's something really important there. And I think this goes with Nina and her mother, too. It's just, like, your mother, for most people, like, that's the first real relationship you have with anyone. So mm -hmm. if it's a really bad one, it can be catastrophic, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's really just with mothers and daughters. I mean, you don't really see it as much in media anyway with fathers and daughters, but... There's yeah. something about that mom, I was going to say mom, dad, mom, daughter relationship that's like, it's a central focus point in a lot of movies these days. What do you right. guys think about that? Well, I mean, if you look at it in the Freud way, the mother is supposed to be the nurturer and whatever, and, and the whole like, if that's supposed to be teaching you nurturing and emotional stuff, because I'm not saying men should be emotional and there's, there's definitely fathers out there that are emotional, but mm -hmm. if you're, if you're in a family where the father's the emotionless one and that's normal, the mother's the emotional one and that's the norm, like, and that, that's who you learn your emotions from. So to, to mom is constantly like, in Nina's case, like smothering you and whatever, like, that's gonna you you definitely mirror that that's just normal to you you know what i mean obviously some yeah. people unlearn but i don't know that's i don't know mm. it's it is weird though right yeah the, the mother and a daughter it is crazy <laughs> it's really weird yeah i feel like 
just I don't yeah I can't even really say anything besides <laughs> it was weird <laughs> yeah there was just it, it seems like although that is something that you well to an extent like you want your mom to have that love for you but like I feel like the amount of not smothering but like the amount that she cares to that extent should dwindle as you age. And the fact yeah. that she's probably like what, 29 or something. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird. Yeah. And it was weird for me. Like when she got the cake to celebrate Nina getting that part. And Nina was like, you know, yeah, I don't want any How The mom was just like, Oh, I'm going to throw it away. Like that's such an extreme reaction yes. to something. Yes. Like, why would you throw the whole cake away? It's so pretty. Yeah, it yeah. was. And I wonder too, like when we're thinking about the misplaced, like like with Nina, how she picks up on little things and then like, blows it out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Like with the mom, that is probably a result of the same thing, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe she, whoever Nina's dad was, whoever someone she dated, maybe ungrateful, maybe her mm-hmm. mom was like that. And so she takes like a little like and takes it so far. Like, yeah. oh, she just says was in knots like she doesn't want it right now but she looked excited and then mm-hmm. mom's like okay well guess I'll throw away then no one needs it like, yeah <laughs> it's probably manipulative yeah <laughs> and it's not something it's you like, would see like the older party in the situation do like that seems like something mm-hmm. uh they try to yeah like an overreaction <laughs> from a little kid not from yeah your mom you know i have somebody in my life that does shit like that so it's not that surprising <laughs> to me but <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it, it's an, a, a very extreme reaction for just somebody saying they didn't want some right now like mm-hmm. she didn't say that she didn't want it at all mm-hmm. so and then immediately after that you cut her this big slice <laughs> after she said oh I'll, I'll have a little bit of it like just a You're just being weird. Yeah. And her mom knows the demands on their body. And I think it's okay. Like right. I feel like she was doing that in a way to kind of test Nina, maybe. To mm. test her dedication. Because she clearly didn't think she could handle the role from the beginning. As she right. says throughout the movie. Like, so hard she was doing that to test how, like, determined she was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's not a real person. So, obviously, she doesn't have motivations. But it did kind of feel like that to me. It was like a test. That's interesting. I can see that too. So I think we should talk about repression for a little bit. I'm not sure what we should say, but I just feel like that (laughs) came up quite a bit in the movie. Mm -hmm. It warrants some type of dialogue. Yeah, I mean, we see it with... I mean, the obvious one would be the masturbation scenes. Like the first one, that one, it was just really weird that she thought her mom was there or maybe she was there. I don't know. But the second one in the bathtub, like when she's just so frustrated that she immediately just goes under the water. I just, I feel like her mom and her coddling had a lot to do with that like her not being able to express herself sexually in that way. So, um, and I, I mean, I'm kind of 
blanking on what else to say on that. But yeah, I feel like it really stems from her mom. Mm-hmm. Out of yeah, I mean, for me, I don't think we should look at repression as something always so negative. Because in Nina's case, whenever she was liberated, and I'm putting up quotes, so I know y'all can't Mm -hmm. see me, but it didn't improve her life, you know? So, not saying maybe... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, you do. I finished your thoughts. I was just going to say, not saying that you should always be repressed, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Foucault... He wrote, it's, it's been all to write, but he has like a passage in one of his books about like a theory, I think it's called Theories on Repression, is what it was called. And he subscribes to the idea that like, because Freud and those kinds of like psychologists, they think of repression as innate in humans. Whereas like Foucault is like, let's rethink about repression and think about how, you know, society doesn't want women to be sexual. You get punished if you're sexual. You can't have an abortion if you get pregnant. Like there's all these things that might repress mm-hmm. your your want to do certain things mm-hmm. so i think of the repression in that movie and how he keeps making it seem like she's this like well he even called her one point like a frigid little baby or something like that mm-hmm. and like you know i i think in even the good point like there's oppression always negative i don't think it is because sometimes like what sometimes it's safety there's there's certain mm-hmm. reasons why we might repress quote repress like no one can see me do that but <laughs> you know it's I don't know. Is it is it repression or is it a natural response to everything around you? Mm-hmm. you I know? love that. All the demands of everything around you. Yeah. Right. Especially because but, he kind of forces himself on her mm-hmm. and kisses her for no apparent reason anyway. So yeah. yeah. And it's just it's funny that men always think that they're the answer to like open you up. And it's just like, yeah, like, get over yourself, man. How he was like, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. And it's just like, dude, she yeah. doesn't want to kiss you. Like, walk away. He's such a creep. He, uh, I hate Tama. You suck. The man the and the actor, like, creep. the actor too. <laughs> yeah, so he's married to like a, a 24 year old woman and he started dating her when she was like 17. Oh, he's a creep. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah he's a real <laughs> wow oh my god he just has that creep face he does <laughs> yep that's why i was like oh this man's in this movie i hate him <laughs> i don't know what who is he is outside of this movie ben- vincent ben- castillo castillo okay mm-hmm. and can thought- i just say the French is not hot People try to make it seem like the French accent is super hot or whatever. French guys oh, are hot, yeah. but, but it's just not, it's not that attractive to me, is all I'll say. It didn't win me over. <laughs> I'd need like to hear better it accents for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like French people, I don't know. They they just seem like they're kind of uppity and yeah. just think they're better than everybody. So yeah. Doesn't I can really definitely see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So was this like a comeback movie for Winona Ryder or no? Uh, no. I don't know. I wouldn't say it was a comeback movie because it was just a cameo. Because I know that people call um, Stranger Things, they call mm-hmm. that her major comeback after oh. the controversy and like lots of stuff she had in the late mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s. Like they, I know that your thing is considered her major comeback, mm-hmm. but 
I don't know, maybe uh, maybe it was her come back into the the spotlight a little bit for sure. Mm-hmm. I just think Mila Kunis is so lucky that she got to be in this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> compared to her discovery of like all these other really bad yeah. movies you have this yeah. really good and when it's just like okay yeah like <laughs> i am important You're i make right. solid work i'm a serious yeah. actress you know like you a good mm-hmm. job in the movie and i thought natalie portman was fantastic phenomenal in the movie yes i've heard her talk before in interviews i know she's not that kind of mousy quiet like she's mm-hmm. very confident and 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 like I don't know, I feel like to be able to put go into that role and play it so realistically, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, <laughs> like that kind I of is psychologically traumatizing a little bit for her. I feel yeah. like, yeah. But she won an Academy Award for her performance. Oh, good, best That's actress, well deserved. Yeah, it was. It was- I was really impressed how she was able to make nina looks scary you know like yeah yeah when she was looking at herself and her eyes were like turning black i was like wow this is oh that was crazy yeah this is really impressive work Mm -hmm. so many things um, made me cringe i was when she like pulled her skin back on her yeah i was like oh my god like yeah it was so many excuse me i remember that was in the commercial when that really came out that skin the nail thing that's what Uh they're like oh my god I can't watch. Too scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I did close my eyes on that part. Yeah, I, know. Like, no, I can't look. <laughs> I can't watch it. Make it yeah. stop. I'm wondering though. So, do you guys think that all of her injuries were real? As you can see, I'm like not sure of what actually happened in this movie. Clearly, but because I, I feel hard like to tell what's real and what's not, especially with the fingernails, I feel like we would have seen that affect her more during her work. Yeah, I think I think because she wears those shock things, people see it. But I think the original scratches were real. Mm-hmm. But when she's turning into the bird, I don't think that is because mm-hmm. that's just. I mean, people would have would have some responses. I'm sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I think the only real thing was the the back thing, but mm-hmm. I because like after she pulled it. I closed my eyes for a little bit, but I noticed that the blood, like, it kind of went away. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, I don't she, know. Yeah. I don't think it was real. <laughs> but one scene that really stood out to me and that kind of, I think it clues most people in at this point of the movie that she's hallucinating things is when she's taking the train back home. She's sitting on this side of the train and there's like an older man sitting across from her. And when she mm-hmm. looks at him, he's like, He's making kissy noises and faces at her. And then she looks away. And then the audience, we look at him and he's just licking his lips. Like he's not really doing anything. And then when she looks at him, he's like, now he's touching himself and making these kissy noises. And I'm just like, wow. But it was so fast. It it took place in like 30 seconds. I was just like, wow. I didn't even notice that in the movie. I did not even notice that. I thought she was being sexually harassed by some man on the train. Yeah. That was very interesting. I thought that was really cool. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, now we... We can't really trust her, you know? Like, what's... Yeah, yeah and thinking about it in the sense of, like, she finally, like, maybe her mom protected her from men a long time, and she's finally opening herself up to the male, and, like, this one male is, like, very, very kind of scary, Tomas. And now, maybe all men to her, she's, like, in this, like, mm-hmm. space of all men mm-hmm. are evil or all men are, are sexual or whatever. 
Or she's just now seeing that men can be sexual. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that was interesting because when it's just the audience looking at him, the kissy noises is just the train moving. But to her, it's he's like sitting here, like <laughs> making a face, you know. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It's a quick, it's a quick one, but I didn't notice it the first yeah, time. Yeah, because I, I watched it. it either. Man, I wish I had the timestamp. But yeah, so yeah, this she's, is, she's interesting. This doesn't seem like a movie written by a man. I mean, maybe what I know it was directed by Darren Aronofsky. Maybe it was written by a woman, but I just assumed it was written mm-hmm. by a man. But there's certain elements of it that I'm like, I feel like only a woman would notice these nuances. Let's find out. A woman, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I know it was directed by a man, but okay, who wrote it? Yeah, it looks like it was written by a group of men too. Gotcha. Wow. You guys ever see the movie Suspiria or heard of it? Mm-mm. Is that scary? I think I've heard. Is it Dakota Johnson? Um, the remake is. Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, okay. So it that is a, it. Kind of has a similar vibe. When I was watching it, Daniel asked me, like, I wonder, was there any? You know, if there was any kind of connection between that movie and this one? Because that one also takes place in a dance company, and mm-hmm. throughout the movie, she starts getting more like so much stress is being put on her that she starts like going crazy but like in that movie it actually is there is a paranormal thing going on mm-hmm. but in black swan it's all in her head so i'm curious if they if there's been any established connection between the two mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i can't think i can't see another way that a man would get the idea for this movie to be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. i mean Film Inquiry says that they're cinematic siblings, but I don't know if that was on purpose or if that's just what the writer of this article said. Gotcha. I don't know. And Suspiria is considered one of the the greatest horror movies of all time, so I know there's no Mm -hmm. way they hadn't heard of that movie. Mm -hmm. Right. So would you guys say this is a horror movie? Psychological... uh, horror for sure or psychological suspense yeah i'd probably throw it in that genre too i thought it i mean i did find it a little scary but it wasn't like the typical horror movie so i wouldn't say more psychological thriller Mm -hmm. yeah what about you yeah i mean it wasn't scary to me you're so brave thank you (laughs) I tried. Yeah. I was kind of scared. I watched it <laughs> while the sun was out too, though. You know, I don't, oh, I don't yeah, like that. I would not have watched it in a dark. <laughs> I'm not that brave. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, but this was... So, how do you guys think this does or does not fit into the femme fatale trope? I feel so... like you could argue it both ways, but I'm just curious. I feel like it has certain aspects of the Finn Fatale, Fatale trope, but not all of them. Because I know that from our la- episode from last week, there was a lot to do with like, oh, the woman does these things and they directly harm a man, but we didn't really see that in this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess like the aspect of a Finn Fatale in like, the lens of like sexuality and power like 
Nina being able to come like powerful to master the sensual nature of the black swan as she's able to lean into her own sexuality by pleasuring herself. But like the self or the destruction is also there, but it's mainly towards herself, not men because she dies at the end, at the end of herself. But I feel like it kind of, leans more so out of a think Patel, but that's just me. What do y'all think? I mean, I kind of made my argument earlier. I think in the most basic sense of the word, Lily was the Finn Patel. She was the obstacle for Nina, but when you look, when you peel back some of the skin, I guess, Nina is her own Finn Patel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that one because like I, I think well one thing that's interesting that you see a lot of femme fatale movies is the dabbling in in homosexuality and mm-hmm. so in, in the repressed sexuality that that role that that plays in there so I think she is one because it she ends up it's the self-harm that it turns into you know what I mean but I could see if, if someone's definition of a femme fatale is that it has to be in this I don't know because the femme fatale ha- only exists within a with the man in orbit, right? And so, in a way, I think it does. Because, excuse me, guys, drinking a lot of seltzer today. But <laughs> I think that yeah, it does fall into it because the femme fatale only exists when a man has has kind of like enraged them or riled them up in some way. Like that's just the only way the femme fatale really exists in movies. Like it kind of centers around man catalyst. And I think Tomas was the male catalyst, mm-hmm. that, but he wasn't the victim of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, right. it, does, it does kind of render to me as, oh, she is a femme fatale. She just didn't use it as smartly as I would have. <laughs> <laughs> she had a lot going on. She did. She did have a lot going on. Yeah. I'm one, I'm one thing I'm curious about, you know, at the end of the movie, and she's she's done that whole thing in between takes where she stabbed Mila Kunis' character, or so she thought. Mm-hmm. So that happened in the middle during a break. But she still did the whole act. And, there, she had a, and she didn't die until the end, but the blood was there. So I'm like, she came for another break, came back, realized that this whole thing wasn't real, and sees the blood, and then she goes back out and does a whole little number and then dies how did she survive it like what how did this last so long i don't understand and why did no one notice with blood on her costume mm-hmm. i think taking uh, the glass out did uh, prolong it or not prolong it uh speed things up a bit because mm-hmm. they say you're not supposed to like remove a stabbing object yeah, when true. it punctures something so that could be but it just felt like it was so long regardless of that like yeah I mean I feel like I'm not gonna say it's realistic but I kind of understand because before all of that happened didn't the prince drop her yeah so that could have made her really anxious and she just didn't notice yeah oh yeah Yeah, I could see that I wonder too when she was performing. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, Nina, Nina, Nina!" In the audience, mm-hmm. was that her head or was that real? Because everyone did seem pleased. Like Tomas seemed pleased. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, who can I believe now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't, 
<laughs> what am I supposed to believe here? And I guess it's part of the magic of the movies they have to create unreliable narrators so that you're in this psychological torment too. But sometimes I just want to know is an apple or an orange? Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I want a clear answer. I agree. That's why I keep asking out, well, do you think that was real? Because. <laughs> I have to ask because it changes how I view the movie. Yeah. You know? Like, it changes yeah. how I see Nina. Like, because I really thought her mom was in the room with her. Like, just sleep. But mm-hmm. now, if she weren't, I have to rethink my whole idea of their <laughs> dynamic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's really weird they didn't have locks in that whole apartment. Every door, I don't know if you noticed, every time she had to keep her mom out, she couldn't lock the door. She had jammed something in front of every door. Right. Yeah. It's very sad. Hmm. Remind, you know, lack of boundaries between the mom and the daughter. And then Tomas comes around and he's like, I want there to be no boundaries between us. I thought that was he really weird of him to say. Yeah. And then a second later, he goes, so do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> oh my God. Are you a virgin? <laughs> do you like lovemaking? <laughs> you like to fuck yeah <laughs> come on Nina we have to talk about this stuff like why <laughs> that has nothing to do with the black swan like literally she's just dancing like why or does that matter that scene with the prince where he was like would you want to fuck her <laughs> no wait no. you don't remember that no <laughs> yes I, I remember it <laughs> They were practicing and Tomal asked him that and he didn't say anything and then he just walked away. Then and then Nina was like, he finally was dancing at the okay, end. Okay, I think I kind of remember. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Tomal. All the men suck. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, um, what is that man's name? Sebastian Stan, I liked his character. He did? Yeah. <laughs> really like him oh at the bar yeah it's like, <laughs> it's like he's in this movie <laughs> that was a nice little cameo i feel like i would ask those <laughs> questions too or i would be like yeah i've never seen the ballet what i thought was interesting is i i think lily's character was trying because you know what sometimes when you go out with your friends and maybe you're trying to talk to guys at a party like you don't want them to know everything about you. And mm-hmm. and he doesn't have that tact yet. It doesn't seem like she's she's done this a whole lot. And so mm-hmm, she's just right. getting them have it all. <laughs> Telling them all about her being, oh yeah, I'll call you tickets. And then and then oh no, okay, like like a kid. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like a kid. Hmm. It makes you wonder though. I mean, I feel like you have to have a little bit of maturity to do ballet is like a, a serious thing. I don't know because I feel like there's some people out there that are so sheltered. Like I could see them having like, especially if you spend your whole time on your craft. True. Like young gymnast mm-hmm. women and young ballerinas. Like I feel like they get a lot of pressure to not have boyfriends or outside interest really you know what i mean so True. i can see her especially given the arrest development situation like with her mom like mm-hmm. i it makes sense to me that she is kind of immature hmm. and think about yeah. how ballerines are pressured to look like little girls but at yeah, the same time right. he's pressuring them to think like grown women mm-hmm. 
or how he thinks a grown woman thinks. And doesn't he call them like good girl or something like that too? Like sweet princess or oh, yeah, yeah, I know it's his little weird, princess. Like, princess. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. at first he called Beth his little princess, and then right. you know Beth had her accident, so then he called Nina his little princess before he she mm -hmm. died. Remember when she went to the hospital with Beth? Yeah, and then she's in the elevator and she drops the thing like. So that was her who said that maybe it was herself. I don't know, but it, I was confused on that. <laughs> it's a mind. Like I just, I'm, I don't know yes. what happens. I don't know what's real. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do like that. There was a bit of attraction between Nina and Lily. I think it goes back to that little, that small little homoerotic thing that goes on sometimes between girlfriends and I do think Nina was really attracted to Lily but the attraction came I from a place of anger hmm? yeah that is true I was gonna say I think Lily just thought it was fun but what you're saying I agree with that it comes from a place of anger envy or jealousy on yeah. Nina's like when you're so obsessed with someone that you kind of start to like them or you do you, is it that you hate them because you're so obsessed with them being like them? Yeah. I think that I think so we think of this this friends or this enemy to lovers arc. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, they're enemies to lovers, but were they all along with certain some sexual tension and they were angry about it? Is that mm -hmm. really what it is? I don't know. So do you guys think that Lily made a pass at Nina in the car? Or do you think that that was imagined? I don't think she was in the car. I don't think so either. What? Yeah. <laughs> I do think she was making eyes at her at certain points, potentially, but um, I don't think she was actually in that car scene. I think I think she was doing a little something on herself for a sec and then came back to reality. What? I See, I thought I had this movie figured out because I thought if you saw the person in a reflection that they weren't there. But now I'm just like, there was no reflection. Like we saw Nina looking in the mirror, but I thought Lily was there. I'll have to rewatch this again at some point and keep an eye on reflections. I don't know what's going because on. Because that might have influenced why I, I was, honestly wasn't paying too much attention to the reflections during the movie. But that might have played a major role. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it did per se, but that was just my... That's how I was keeping up with who was there, you know. Mm -hmm. So who do you think wrote Whore on the Bathroom Mirror? <laughs> I don't think it was... Is that what? I'm not sure it was there. That's what I was thinking. I was just like, um, because nobody, I mean, like, I guess you could get away with writing that super fast while she was in the stall, but like, it didn't seem like it felt like it was in her head too. But if somebody did write it, I feel like it would be that one girl at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah, definitely. And maybe she felt that way. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just like, oh my gosh. I was just going to say, maybe she felt that way because she did have to do something in a sexual manner to get the role. And for Nina mm -hmm. to just basically not steal it from her, but she just got it on a whim. It's just like, she just got used and that sucks. Yeah. I definitely think she did have to do something for that, unfortunately. So it makes sense that she was angry and she did it. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what were you going to say? 
Um, I was just gonna say I don't think Ava's ballerina is gonna waste her Mac lipstick riding horror and giant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you go ahead, you go ahead. My thoughts are that important. That's a valid thought. Like that would have just totally like obliterated that that lipstick writing all that. Right, it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she could have wrote it herself though, because she did steal Beth's lipstick. You're right. Or did that happen? I could be wrong. Maybe that happened uh, later. She, I think, had already taken the lipstick before she knew that. She was gonna be swapping okay. up. I think she took it after Beth did the big storm out, but that was before she knew she, you know, was right. So maybe, maybe, yeah. Has ever there's a book by Ellen Hopkins. She wrote, she wrote those giant, thick books when we were in middle school that were written like they looked like poems. Do you remember those books by chance? Mm-mm, she wrote a book so. called like well, That's a pretty similar story. This now that I think about it, where it's like. This twin sister lost her sister in an accident as a kid, and then during the whole book, you think that she's got a twin sister, and they're doing all this shit together, and then come to find out she was doing both roles, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, if she was feeling antagonistic, antagonist mm-hmm. stuff from her sister, if it was actually her who did the antagonizing to herself. Mm-hmm. So, like, that would make sense that it could have been her who wrote that, and she's just in such a daze that mm-hmm. it yeah. didn't add up. I don't know. That I book sounds that. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So I guess one last thought. We saw this with Basic Instinct too of women using sex as a form of power. We see it with Nina, but she's using it against herself. What do y'all think about that? And what does it say again about women and sex and using it as a form of power? I have some thoughts on this. I, you know, we feel this, this sex positivity movement today that doesn't, I think a lot of times it's used uncritically. Like, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, well, I'm sex positive, I'm sex positive. That means I hook up with people every night, which I'm okay with. But sex positivity should be more like, I don't think it should be tied to how, how open and comfortable you are having sex. Like, mm-hmm. I think we just need to abolish that word altogether because then men use it being like, oh, I'm sex positive. I'm sex positive. I can't tell you how many men I knew in college that used the words. The sex positivity movement wasn't for them, right? Mm-hmm. And so thinking about in the context of this movie and him being like, you need to open yourself up, liberate yourself to Nina. Like, I think this movie could could be an example for how toxic the, the sex positivity movement can be and encouraging women to like do things that like they think, oh, if I, I should be doing this because that means I'm sex positive and they have to deal with the backlash from hookup culture you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. obviously she doesn't do a whole lot of hooking up in the movie but she does a little bit and it has a major impact on how she views herself and mm-hmm. how she thinks she can navigate the world and how she thinks other people navigate the world yeah i mean i feel like for nina the sex aspect of it it really was a form of her just losing control a little bit because she she practices it a lot when we see her you know touching herself earlier in the movie she always stops before she gets to that point of like oh i'm about to you know what she's about to do but when she's in the whatever the sex scene with lily she is about to stop but then she's just like no and she just lets it happen so i think Hmm. 
for some people, and it goes back to that repression thing, when you do have sex, you are giving up control in a sense. And for Nina, it worked out because she got to be the black swan, but for other people, it might not be so positive. Yeah. Y'all have way better takes on that than I did. <laughs> what was your take? Like, I mean, I didn't really think about it that way at all. I mean, I just looked at it like it now seeing it from it coming from Toma, like that being the reason why she was like thinking about doing this in general. It That makes me think of it more so as like, oh, she's finding herself. More, uh, sorry it makes me think that it, the choice was not her own and now I'm mm-hmm. just like well maybe I shouldn't have thought of it in the sense of like oh she's was finally able to finish because she was able to actually pleasure herself but now I'm just like I think that's a valid thought this though. is all because of a man it is too yeah okay okay I mean yeah, I think it is because that's still, it's still important to be able to understand your body. Yeah. And mm-hmm. while all this is going on, if you can get little little glimpses of it throughout it, then that's, I think that's a, a net positive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for every person, I feel like it's, it's a sign of strength to let your body feel something that's out of the ordinary anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think she did do that for herself. Okay. Yeah. There are no bad takes on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. Are there any other lasting impressions from the Black Swan? I was just sad that she ended up dying. Like, it was just, I mean, I couldn't really be going any other way any after all that work even though i thought it was interesting that she said her last words were that she felt perfect but yeah it was just like a little disheartening i was like wow yeah after all that i was really sad that this was not a book before it was a movie i thought it was a book too it's a book but it's not this book oh it's not it's like a psychology like the or something. Story. Right? What? I thought this was based like, off of a book. It's based off of the, the the original Black Swan story. So like that story they have in there of Swan Lake mm-hmm. is a that is a book and a ballet and all that. But yeah. not like this story. Yeah. It's I wanted this story. <laughs> yeah, I wanted this story in a book too. I want more, like in a book you can expand on detail. So I just yeah. would have made a good yeah, but especially if it was with different perspectives. Yeah, for sure. Like, right. Lillian Tomases, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Just so we can see what actually happened, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. First, maybe name. I don't need Tomases, but maybe Lily and um, yeah, Nina. Yeah, then we could get backstories too on a lot of people. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I mean, I'm I'm fine with the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's it. We are back next week with Gone Girl. Ooh, I'm so excited. 
Me too. It's going to be fun. I'm reading it right now. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I just cannot stand Nick. <laughs> no, he's such a... It's really hard to read his books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really want to skip them, but I'm trying to, you know, do the right thing. <laughs> do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, we'll see you guys next week for part three of this series. It's been a blast. Um, Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. Movies. Yeah. Bye.